Hi everyone welcome to another episode of my podcast uh, we have a very special guest today joining all the way from Perth Australia we have Soran Blagai of uh, Hybrid Theories hi Soran hey <laughs> you going chat nice to, nice to finally be on your podcast it took a while to arrange but we got it happening yeah yeah it's uh, you know it's uh, everything is so chaotic so I don't know if 2021 will be a little bit more settling, right? <laughs> yeah, well, it's been it's it's starting to settle here in Australia. Um, you know, uh, especially where I'm from in Western Australia, we finally got gigs up and running and um I guess West Australia did the right thing, you know, everyone followed the rules and um over east is a bit worse. It keeps going up and down. I think all the Victorians from Melbourne and that are sort of not taking it as serious but um yeah. yeah no we're finally back to gigging and playing live and yeah so how was i think, I, I think I, if everyone, yeah i know that you you did a gig last night so tell me about that gig <laughs> yes well we we played last night um uh it's just a local show it was a pretty big show pretty uh, about 200 people attended um we do ticketed events so um we're doing actually really well um we put a lot into our promotion and um yeah so we had a late night last night so you had a few jagers a few beers after the gig and um and they had to go pick all the stuff up the next day you know so right so how's the turn up uh, is the crowd people going out now uh yeah with like we're at full so i won't say full capacity um there's still like a two by two rule but um the crowds are allowed in you know so it's 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 enforced but it's not in a way you know like we we're, we're sort of out of the red zone in um australia or in where i'm from hmm. so um i guess you know um we had like um hard border closures so um because as you know australia is an island in the middle of nowhere <laughs> down under right and um you know australia is a big country too so our capital cities are on the other side you know way away once they put the hard borders in um that sort of isolated everything really well and so over where I am um it's all pretty much back to normal you know so it was a big right. relief when they opened the the floodgates you know to finally get out watch a band and you know right. and get gigging again you know right so how's the how's the rock scene uh, metal scene in uh, in perth uh, can you tell me a little bit about the scene um it's it's not as big as over like for example when we were in singapore you know i i was just blown away by you know how big the rock scene was over in singapore and stuff like that but in australia um at the moment it seems to be like a tribute thing at the moment like tributes just like taken off and gone through the roof you know um yeah. the original scene is a hard scene very hard scene like you know you got to be prepared to pay like 20 people or whatever sometimes you know um but um or some of the clubs are closing down or like the old rock venues you know that were really known for your sort of rock scene and go out and watch a live band they're starting it's starting to close down um in a way i don't know i think it's the new generation just isn't the same anymore you know especially in australia like uh you know from what i've sort of gathered like some of these younger you know generation coming up aren't into like metal or like uh you know i wanted to be Lars Ulrich you know when i was growing up you know playing black right. album start to finish you know that was my idol or tommy lee you know tommy lee's my favorite drummer but 
you sort of don't get that anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. <laughs> I, I mean, I think there's too much. It seems like there's too much. There's so many, so much music, but uh, it's very hard. Like, it's not like back in the day, right? Back in the day, it was very hard to get music and listen to music. But it's now it's very easy to listen. But it seems like people are yeah. not really. <laughs> pursuing yeah. it right well i see you get around a bit <laughs> all your passes on the back wall there right right <laughs> yeah that's what caught my attention with you Chana. like you know i see you always get around you're doing all these vip meet and greets and you know it looks like you're very passionate about your metal scene you know yeah actually i did uh i've been going to concerts for like i'm actually originally from sri lanka so okay uh, and you know back in the day it's very hard uh, in places like sri lanka we never got like even the cd's don't come anything is it's very hard to like get to get the music so uh, i was very open minded because i listened to anything that 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 came through through my friends so i listened to everything i didn't like there was no like very choosy about it and then once what I yeah. always wanted to do was to go and watch concerts. So last 20 years, that's what I've been doing. I'm going to concerts and going to all these different shows in different places. So now when the COVID yeah. happened, it, it suddenly everything stopped. So there's no more concerts, no more shows, right? So that's, that's where I even actually started this podcast because I wanted to do something because there's nothing to do now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, well I'm the, I'm the same like I uh, like I always like I'm well, I'm always all about live watching live bands um like for I'll give you a example like cuz I was more like a Sepultura, Fear Factory, you know, Pantera, the real heavy heavy stuff and then never liked Iron Maiden just due to his opera sort of style on the CDs and then I watched that Rock in Rio DVD, right. you know, the uh Rock in Rio Brazil one they done. And ever since I watched that, I love them now. I absolutely love Iron Maiden. And when they come out Wicker Man, you know, I was like, wow, you know, so it's me as well. Like I'm not like a CD guy or a, you know, listening on my iPhone. So then, so can you tell me a little bit about your childhood and then how did you like got into music? Um look my brother is like five years older than me so um you know back like uh what is it in the 90s or whatever you know or, um you know, my brother was into like Motley Crue and all that glam rock you know and he used to walk into his bedroom and he's like got Warrant and Cinderella and you know all that poison Skid Row and you know whenever he's not home I'd always go in there and start listening to the tapes you know so I guess there's a lot of people inherit the middle sort of thing like that you know and um yeah. and um i just ended up um uh well my brother actually played a bit of guitar and i always wanted to play drums but he said i'll never be able to play drums <laughs> being the older brother he is and um yeah finally like talked to my parents into buying me like a 250 dollar drum kit at the time like a cheap one you know and um and off i went after that you know and i just kept playing and playing and like i credit a lot of my drumming from um playing the black album you know like the black hammer just come out and um I used to play it start to finish start to finish and I actually learned how to play drums from the album because you're actually learning all your rudiments and you know all your 
all the stuff you learn when you're having lessons, you actually learn on the black cab and you're like a sad but true. Da, 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 da. You know what I mean? It's a right. movement. Right. So I actually credit like Lars Ulrich and the black album to, to how I actually learned how to play, you know? Right. And, and then after that, I just kept the day. As I got to high school, I got introduced to the more heavier stuff, like, you know, because like, again, my brother's five years older than me. So I knew a lot of the people in the older years. Uh, and um, yeah, so they started showing me like the Sepultura and, you know, Pantera and, you know, and then I was hooked on that, you know? So um, I'm not too much into like the death metal sort of heavy stuff, but more like, yeah, like that sort of, I love Fear Factory, Machine Head, that kind of style. Ramstein's a big favorite of mine. And of course, Linkin Park. Right. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> so um, do you remember when you discovered Linkin Park? Um, yeah, so that's about what the uh, just coming. I was in high school when I got into the Lincoln Park, you know, and um, when when Hybrid Theory come out, you know, that was just absolutely blew me away, you know, like for a debut album like that to come out, and like it's one of those albums like start to finish, you know, there's there's all bangers on it, you know, you can put that CD on or you know MP3 or whatever, put the album on. And listen to it start to finish. You know, there's not one song that it's a bit like Appetite for Destruction. You know what I mean? Like you can put it on right. start to finish, and you know, it's all and, and saying that Meteora as well. You know, Meteora, those two albums are unbelievable albums. You know, you can't go post past those two albums. You know, right, right. Because I remember that uh, there was a time that I wasn't really listening to a lot of music, and then suddenly Linkin Park album came out and then all these videos came out on tv then i really got interested again on uh, on listening to rock actually because of linkin park yeah um so yeah well this was that one step closer video clip you know yeah yeah and crawling and then in the end was a amazing video right <laughs> big one yeah no i just definitely remember that one step closer just being on tv and that green yeah it was like a greeny sort of that's just like a vision I got in my head, like the right, one right, of my right. first sort of things that caught me, you know. Though I've got Lincoln Park bug, you know. <laughs> right, right. <clears throat> so, um, as a drummer, so were you always uh, interested of drumming, or did you try other instruments, or you just got into drumming? Um, no, I've always just been a drummer. Um, you know, uh, I think like Tommy Lee was one of my biggest motivations, you know, like, I used to love Tommy Lee, like, um, he's the one drummer that sort of pushed me to be, to play how I play. Like, um, with Tommy Lee, he's not, um, he's not the most technical drummer, but he knows how to capture a crowd, you know, like with his right. drum solos or even just in general, look at Tommy Lee play, you know, he's a solid, solid holds a solid beat, but it's more about the energy of the crowd with him and like you know like i prefer watch a tommy lee drum over over joey jordanson you know what i mean like it's like it's well especially all these like roller coaster stuff and all these upside down stuff but right. i credit tommy lee sort of that's what where my inspiration come from and give my drive to keep playing you know what i mean right but saying that i have I've, i play a little bit of bass i've been learning a bit of bass um I'm actually a sound engineer as well. Uh, also doing a lot of home stuff, like home recordings. Um, now I'm also a lighting designer as well. So I've learned how to do a DMX lighting and stuff. But so yeah, it's all sort of 
my music sort of taken off now, like in, in different directions. It's more like behind the scenes stuff now, do you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, you mentioned about Lars Ulrich and uh, the Black Album. What, what is this? There's a lot of these memes going around about last <laughs> last drumming. <laughs> you know, what do you think about that? Yeah, well, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really get it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I think Lars is perfect for Metallica. You know what I mean? Right. So I think they bash on him pretty hard. You know, like, like you know, I'm, I, like he, he's perfect. Him and James are perfect. And you can see it. Like they're, one, they're one of the biggest metal acts in the world to this day and are still a force you know to reckon with you know right. so i don't really agree with all that you know like oh you know it's a bit harsh you know what I mean? <laughs> if anything it's just jealousy in a way you know the guy the guy's like got more money than you know he can bloody spend you know <laughs> right <clears throat> so how how much uh, sort of influence but nickel back wait wait nickel nickel back on the other hand is a different one. <laughs> my god <laughs> yeah, a lot of people gave me flack for going to the Nickelback show because I went to Nickelback last the 2019. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, those Nickelback names make me laugh, huh? you know, but yeah, right, you know, right. look, they're, they're a good band, but you know, I can see why. I can see why, you know, they cop it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they're not the most hated band now, right? I think Imagine Dragons took over, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, look, actually, you know what? Nickelback's actually got some good songs. It's just those ones that get fresh on the radio, you know, with the cheesy lyrics, you know. But right. they've actually got some pretty good songs on their albums, you know what I mean? Like, that, that aren't on the radio, you know? So, they, you know, it's just unfortunate. for they took that avenue and, you know, just they milk that sort of, you know, that cheesy lyric <laughs> road thing. <laughs> right. <clears throat> so, uh, how much influence did the... The drummer from Linkin Park, Rob Borden, has has on you because have have you like look at him when you drum, especially now that you're doing a tribute band. Um, look, Rob Borden hasn't had a massive, you know, like on me because, um, you know, he's not he he plays what needs to be played in the songs. You know what I mean? It's it's not like it's not too over the top, or it's you know so. It's more like playing their music, you know? So it's not more that Rob Borden sort of, uh, you know, like, um, how would I say it? Uh, not him specifically, you know what I mean? It's the whole band. And I love actually playing their songs, you know what I mean? Like for like I was telling like Tommy Lee is more like an inspiration for me, like playing wise and like looking at a, a drummer and going, hey, you know, that's the guy I wanted to be. You know what I mean? Right. But Rob, not taking it away from Rob Borden. Rob Borden's a fantastic drummer and... I actually really enjoy playing their music, you know, like, um, like it, it, like, I enjoy playing it that much that I've started a tribute. <laughs> <laughs> so Linkin Park came up with like the hybrid theory in 2000. Then uh, they had Meteora after like three years and then uh, minutes to midnight. Right. And then what happened is after that, they kind of, they released yep. few more albums, but they were not successful as those first three, right? They were over there because a lot of because I sort of lost track of them after that, after third album, fourth, fifth. I I didn't even really follow them after that. Did you continue to follow them? Um, you will look. I continue to follow them, but yeah, it's just 
the um the hunting party is a really heavy album which i really enjoy like really like they sort of turned a bit back into the heavy side um uh you know i don't really want to say it too much being the tribute but you know right. that the last album didn't have much impact on me but um you know it is what it is it's, it's it's all about the first three albums for me you know what i mean like minutes to midnight and like you can't go past hybrid theory and meteora that's just like they are just like you take your hat off to you. I mean, it's the midnight is killer as well. Do you know what I mean? Right. But our, a lot of our a lot of our set is based on those three albums. Then we throw you know a couple in from the other. You know, just to sort of be a bit more. But we pretty much we've pretty much learnt the whole hybrid theory album start to finish, and we've been touring with it at the moment, like playing the album start to finish um, because of the twentieth anniversary and stuff like you know. So you know, once you do that, take all. All the hits from Meteora, put that in. You know, you don't leave much set left. You know what I mean? Like no. we, we do, like two hours, sometimes even like two and a half hour sets. You know. So how is this uh, the hybrid theory band idea came? So how did you guys got together? So what what it was? Um, I've, I've I've done the whole original scene when I was younger. You know, being there and done that. It's a hard road. And then I started playing sort of prof in professional cover bands like. So pretty much gigging every weekend, um, you know, doing all your, you know, just your classics and top 40, you know, like doing your summer of 69 and, and you know, all that sort of stuff like that. And then it got to a point where like, I just, it just got a bit stale for me, you know, like it wasn't like you, you playing the same songs every weekend and, you know, it just got to a point where it's like, I just wasn't just enjoying it as much. And then what happened was um, we started playing in the end in the cover band. And like, and when we first started playing it, it was just like we'd put the like MP3 on over the PA for that beginning with the keys, and then the band would come in, and then it would just lose its whole fullness. And then, um, so I started putting together backing tracks, and I ended up finding like a in the end like a backing track, like you know, like a like a like a karaoke one, like a funny sounding one. And we started using that, um, started getting a bit more fuller, and then finally, like I started finding online all the all the stems online for like the original stems for in the end mm. so i started mixing it all together and then i brought it to the band and we ended up playing it one night and um when we we pressed play and it had the click track and the, what it, like it just it was just sounded massive you know like um to a point where like, even the singer turned around and went whoa you know like it was just a massive massive wall of sound and you look out in the crowd and everyone loved it, you know, everyone, and we even had people like writing to us going, Hey, you know, that Linkin Park, when you played it last night, it was really good. And I always had that in my head. And then like, I was doing, we were playing like a regional gig, which is like four hours away or five hours away from Perth. And um, the band was sleeping in the car. And then I had like hybrid theory on, on the album and driving along and I was like, start to finish. And I was like, man, I'd love to do this all the time. You know, like I, I, I'd love to play Linkin Park. So, I had the idea running in my head about starting this tribute and then um it sort of the covers sort of scene come to a bit of a stop for me and then um I put an ad up you know uh you know an interest in a in a hybrid uh, well, Linkin Park tribute and um slowly started getting people you know responding and um you know in the back of my head I was going can it is it possible to do like it's it's not an easy tribute to do you know right. and um it's it's not like like an ACDC or a, you know it's Lincoln Park has a lot going on behind the scenes. Then you sort of, you know, you don't hear it until you break it down. Right. So um, I end up doing about six months of work 
putting the tracks together. And I'm, I'm, I'm talking online. You can actually find like all the studio, not for all songs, but there's a lot of stuff online where you can get the original tracks, like the stems individually. Um, so Lincoln Park, look, Chester Bennington is like obviously the driving force of that band. That's number one thing you have to find. But the second thing with them is um, all, all their tracks are based on a drum loop. So Mike right. Shinoda generally like puts together like a drum loop and a sequence or, um, it, and then they sort of play over it. It's, it's not like the band plays a song and then they add this stuff later. Like, you know, I've actually seen online where Mike, you know, he just put a drum loop on and he runs it through like guitar pedals, you know, gets those effects and delays. And then, wow, that's an idea for a song. Right. So when I started putting all these tracks together, I started like breaking it all down, you know, in, in, it's insane what actually going on behind the scenes. And that's what you find with our band is like, it's pretty legit in the full wall of sound. It's not like half replicated. It's like everything sounds exactly like, like the band, you know, like everyone, like everyone's, everyone's got their own sort of touch, you know, and, and we all seem to bring that sort of Linkin Park sounds together really well, you know? So, um, so yeah, so that's basically how, that idea come along you know it was just from you know just getting bored of paying other covers and chasing a dream that i wanted to do you know right so who's the who's the lineup of hybrid theories um oh well so i've got uh uh stevie rain which is that he does our like um rap work so he's one of perth's best rap guys like you know and um we're so happy to have him on board. Um, there's Ryan Moorhead, who's doing the Chester part. But I can, I'll tell you about auditions in a second. Um, we've got uh, Rafi Adabi. Adabi, I think it's Adabi or something like that. Um, he's our new guitarist. Um, and uh, Jeremy Thompson, which is our bass player, who I actually used to play in um, cover bands with him, you know, all across the whole scene. So me and Jez, we, we're, we've played rhythm section-wise in other bands. But... Um, but yeah, so first guy to come was um, Stevie Rain. Um, he got like uh, he was, got added to a comment thread, and um, yeah, he jumped on board straight away. Me and Jeremy really played together, so that's a no-brainer. Uh, we had another guitarist at the time who I sort of knew at the time, but um, yeah, it just wasn't working out. Like just on different uh, page links, you know, we just didn't like um, we just we had different visions for the band, you know. So um, right. So, yeah, so we had another guitarist um, here. Unfortunately, had to leave because due to work commitments. And then, yeah, our new guy, Rafi, is just killing it, you know. Like, so um, that's how to pretty much line up come all together. But um, Ryan, our singer who does the chest part, we were trying to find a um, – Ryan ended up just coming in. He was like, for the audition, and um, this blew us away. And, um, you know – after audition, we actually found out that he, he originally wasn't even going to come down. You know, like he apparently had a, he had a, he had a few jacks, you know, and he was, he was a bit tipsy at home, right. and um, and he, he wasn't going to do it. And his missus says, "No, go and do it. What what what's the worst that can happen? You know what I mean? Like just go and have some fun." And he goes, "Oh, you know what? Even if I don't get the gig, you know, I just I want to go down and sing some Lincoln Park. You know, it'll be, be be fun, you know." And um, so you know, what I mean, it almost didn't sort of happen due to him, you know, like last minute thing and his missus saying to him just go and do it and um yeah he come in and he just like blew us away you know and 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 i guess the other important thing is like everyone gets along you know because it's, it's it's like a relationship really you know what i mean like so 
yeah, everyone's got to have the same personalities and you know, it doesn't matter how good of a, a musician you are. Everyone still has to get along, you know, and personality wise and be on the same page, the same vision, you know? Right. <clears throat> I saw you, I saw some of the live videos that you've put out and, uh, I saw this one for Paper Cut, which you guys do a great show, a great uh, performance for Paper Cut, right? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, so how is the touring? So you, you guys toured in uh, Australia, uh, uh, in the other, other cities, other places? Um. No, well, what's happening is basically we've just been playing in Perth um, and we've been building it up, you know, like, um, so I think it's been about two and a half years now. Uh, right. So it took a little while to sort of to take off, you know, to get the fan base happening. But now we, we're, we're getting solid numbers and we've got a solid fan base. And um, it was like, I think it was like our third gig. Um, we got approached to play in Singapore, you know, so it was like our third ever gig we played internationally. And um. That was through like through uh, Danny Lung and Timbra, you know. I don't know if you know if you're familiar with, with the Timbra, yeah, um, corporation over there. But um, they do that beer fest Asia, and um, they they ended up uh, approaching me or they messaged me online because they're looking for a Lincoln Park tribute, and so I ended up um taking that on, and like that that was like a massive experience for us, you know, like um to play international like that on a stage like we did it was just amazing you know like, like we we all said to ourselves after that after that trip like we don't ever play again like you know what i mean it was we played on a stage that lincoln park would have played on and and like got treated like vips you know like you know the whole you know being the foyer at the hotel room car picks you up and takes your sound check and you know you get to your vip room and there's like food and drink it's like you know what i mean like it was it was like you got felt like the real thing, you know, for a couple of days, you know, and, and that's what I mean. Like, you know, even if we don't play again, we, we, we were all just blown away by that experience, you know? Right. And, so that's, and it, that's, that's, that's yeah. how we sort of, I've got, I've, I've got a, um, you know, like I met a lot of people in Singapore, you know, and, you know, we've got a lot of networking in Singapore. I, I know we'll definitely be playing back in Singapore. Um, you know, like um, we met like the Rockweller crew, you know, you yeah. obviously know Rockweller. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so we, were, we met rockweller and um they they took us out for a night out on town after our gig and um yeah it was a very a very fun night <laughs> like that. it was good like we ended up like going to all these dive bars you know and and, and seeing um like amazing bands amazing musicians you know, like you don't see it like like you know we went like to these little dive bars you know it's tiny little rooms and like you got you got some chick up there playing like Welcome to the Jungle and you know doing like Iron Maiden. It was just like it's you don't see that here in Australia. You know what I mean? Like the cover scene here is all like that top forty blah you know stuff like that. You know and like to go into like a small little dive bar and just see these musicians that absolutely blow blew us away, man. Like you know like we're like on the ground like we're not worthy. You know like <laughs> we're not worthy. You know um, it, it's insane. Yeah. So like that and then um also um uh. We met the boys from Peep Show as well. So right, Alif, Alif Putra and the boys, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so, so I'll tell you a story about those boys. Like, um, so we were headlining acts for this beer fest, and during the day we were like walking out, you know, after a sound check, and we and the boys come and approached us on the way through, and say, like, "Hey guys, you know what band are you from? Well, yeah, Hybrid Theory from Australia," and 
they were really nice to us. That's one thing that stood out with those peep show guys. Like they were, you know what I mean? Like straight away introduced themselves and, you know, and, and we sort of hit it off with them, you know? And um, so they played, I think, yeah, it was before us. So that peep show did like a um, Guns N' Roses and like, uh, I think it was, yeah, it's like a Guns N' Roses set, you know? And right. um, when they played, like we went out the front and we watched them, you know, and like, and amazing, amazing musicians. Like Alif is is a crazy guitarist, mate. You know, he's he's like brilliant at what he does. You know, like, and I'm talking performance wise and everything. The look, the sound, everything. You're not taking anything away from the rest of the band. Hmm. But Alif, you know, he's one talented guy. You're very talented, you know. And so I didn't end up knowing. So we we ended up playing our set. So they get off stage. We we put our stuff on and um. Right at the end of the night, I think it's like second last song. Um, the boys, well, our guys had arranged with with their singer and Aleph to get on stage to in the end with us, you know. And they're like, no, no, no. I says, nah. They go, you know, it's your song, it's your biggest hit to play, you know, for us. But we're like that, you know. We're us Aussies, like we 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 want to see everyone else have fun, you know what I mean? So we ended up dragging them on stage, like literally pulling them on stage, you know? And um, so, yeah, then them two boys from Peep Show got up and played in the end with us, you know? Like, right. so we were the headlining act and we got some of Singapore's best musicians up to play with us, you know? And it was, it was, it was, it was like, um, it, it was like, um, how would I say it? Like, um, oh, it was good. It was, it was a good feeling, you know what I mean? Like to let someone else get on stage and enjoy the moment with us, you know, with our biggest hit, you know? So, so yeah. So thanks guys. Thanks to the peep show guys. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for being welcoming. And um, yeah, so we'll definitely be back in Singapore, you know? Um, so we're definitely like networking in Singapore. And I think that's how I got onto you. I think through, um, you know, like I'm end up making friends, you know, on Facebook and then your name popped up and I seen you into the whole metal stuff and, you know, added you and that. And then slowly, like I was watching your podcast, which is growing, growing very well. You know, you're doing yeah. an excellent job. Um, I, I joined the Pantera one you did, like we just talked about Pantera. Um, you know, I was <laughs> blessed enough to see Pantera live every time they come to Australia. So, yeah, so, actually, yeah. Uh, we, we reach out to Phil Anselmo already. So hopefully, I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so um, so yeah, so uh, after Singapore, we ended up um coming back to Perth, and um, you know, having the whole international acting under our belt was a big, big thing for us. Um, so then we now we just been doing the Perth scene, um, just growing, growing numbers there, and um, yes, yeah, so and now I've just been approached by a touring agency to bring the show over east for an east coast tour. So you know, do the whole east side of Australia. It's a big thing for us because because we're so far away, it's hard to get us over there. You know what I mean? Like it's like even when international acts come, they all go to Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide, then sometimes Perth misses out because it's just logistic wise just so far away. So um right. we're just trying to work out how we're gonna do this tour as in like, you know, do we stay over there for a week or do we keep flying back and forward? But you know, that's out of the cost, you know. So um Definitely, definitely, East Coast tour is on the on the cards. Um, we've got a lot of people reaching out from over east, so um, definitely that. And then yeah, hopefully when international borders open again, I'm um, want to try um definitely go back to Singapore. But I think we're going to try Philippines as well. Um, I've I've noticed, you know, you can judge by fan bases. You know, like you look at the order of Lincoln Park fan bases, you can judge by how many people they got in their chats. 
Um, and Philippines has got a huge, huge Lincoln Park following, like huge. Yeah. So I'm going to start reaching out to, to the Philippines, you know, when the borders open, probably try to get a show over there somewhere, you know? Right. <clears throat> so, so doing the tribute band, isn't there any temptation to like write your like own songs? Um, yeah, we get, we get this question asked all the time, you know, like people go, <laughs> oh, you get sick of it, you know, and it's like pretty much everyone in the band is in original bands besides I think me and Ryan, like we, we did the whole cover scene, um, but everyone else in my band is all in original acts, you know, like Stevie Rain's got Roses for Ghosts. He's got his own sort of solo career, sort of doing like um, all his own rap, rap stuff. Um, Rafi is in a uh, metal band called Grenade Brain. Um, Jeremy's in Ashes of Autumn. Big shout out to those, <laughs> to the bands. Um, awesome bands. Um, but so they get that sort of release there. You know what I mean? Like, so that's the, they can do. But the thing is, that, like, we, we might not even rule it out too. I, I like, there's a lot of caliber in our band, like, you know, so um, who knows? Who knows? Maybe, you know, like, right. like we, we might put our heads together and do it, you know? Yeah. Because I, I, uh, <clears throat> I interviewed few, like few episodes back, uh, a band called United Rage. So this is a tribute yep. band made out of uh, Rage Against the Machine fans. So they, they created like a project, yep. then it became a band, but eventually they started yep. writing their own songs, which is sounds like Rage, uh, but it, they, they write, wrote their own songs. <laughs> because they kind of kind of probably got tired yeah, yeah, yeah. of playing those same songs every show so <laughs> <clears throat> so uh you said east uh, east coast uh, tour is coming up so yeah, philippines no, but I, think I find that you know i don't think we'd ever like try to yeah yeah well well, well, well the east coast is definitely on, on the car Cards. Um, I'm in talks with an agency now. They've approached us. So, uh, we put out videos and over video shot. I think we've done whatever we can with our live footage at the time, but we're going to start doing some video clips and some better promo coming up now. Um, I've started multi tracking the gigs now, so meaning I've got all the live footage tracked so I can mix it after. But you know, look, even look at it this way. Um, you know, our, our promo video was our first gig, which I knew straight away to film it properly. Um, we couldn't get any audio from that gig from the desk. So it's basically the video camera, which I sort of had to edit, put a bit of verb, reverb and stuff. But, you know, you look at it this way, that video pretty much landed a Singapore gig, you know? And um, so, yeah, so this whole Eastern States thing, you know, we've caught the eye of promoters. So, yeah, that, it's definitely on the cards. You, you can see, you can see the band is definitely... And growing and growing and and not just like even our actual show itself is so um it's all choreographed you know all our lighting and it's not our, our act isn't just like five guys on stage who rock up to a venue like we we literally bring our own production and like like we played a nightclub last night and we actually had better lighting than the nightclub you know what i mean even like their production guy was going well we've actually got better lighting than a massive nightclub and absolutely blown away because our, our equipment's like all top end stuff and like um when you come to our show it's very in your face you know like our lighting right. is like huge we even to small venues we bring massive like arena lighting you know and so people walk out 
you know, very satisfied. And I've always sort of looked at it, you know, if, if people are satisfied and we're blown away, they'll come back, you know? Right. So the lighting, uh, Soran, so you, you're doing most of the lighting programming and stuff, right? Yeah. So, so what was happening is like from day dot, we wanted high production. Um, so we ended up hiring, used to hire it, which was costing the band a fortune to hire all the time. And I um, didn't have a lot. We've got a lighting tech who does like, I don't know if you know, Carnival, Australian band, Birds of Tokyo. Hmm. Um, he's like traveled all over Australia. I think he's even been overseas and um, he's done like Rufus as well. So he's like, he's up there, the light, he's like this guy named Dean Gratwick. Um, so, oh, actually, two story. Dean Gratwick was doing a Pantera tribute in Perth and he was doing the lighting on the night and he caught my eye and that's, I got his card off. And so that's how we got this guy on board because he's phenomenal lighting, phenomenal lighting guy. This guy is like insanely good at what he does. So I reached out to him and then now he's been on board with us this whole time. And um, so he's put together our lighting show um, so it got to a point where like, it was just costing too much, you know, like you like to hire it's, it's like renting, it's like dead money. So, um, the band sort of decided now to invest back in the band. So we've ended up like buying our own lighting, which is cost, it's cost, it's a big fee, but at least every gig we're paying it off, you know, and once it's paid off and then it's paid off, mm. but, um, but no one is doing what we're doing. Like, as in like, like production wise here, we're in Perth, like, you know, every other act is basically just going and playing at a club and, you know, just using the venue lighting. Whereas, you know, we've got, we bring all you know, our own equipment in and um, say so all visuals as well. We've got visuals, all our visuals, all time coded. So to all the backing tracks and I played all click. Um, and yeah, so we're still working on the time coding, the lighting that that's coming up now. So we're going to put together time coding, meaning that the, when you, when you press on the click track and all our backing tracks, the lighting will go to that. Like we've been, mm within a second in a milliseconds so um so yeah the show is growing definitely though like um you know even like last night have the venues production ma manager coming he goes like he didn't know what to expect but he was absolutely blown away like he wanted to know what the hype was all about and at the end of the show he just goes mate what you what we done not even international acts do you know what i mean like like international acts play at that venue and they just get up on stage and play right and we've basically bring this whole massive lighting visual rig and you know people you can see it on the faces you know you can see on the crowd when, when all our strobes and all these lights are hitting them in the face everyone's faces just light up you know right but even that it's very emotional too you know because the whole chester you know that brings a lot of emotion in the crowd you know so we we we, we also do like a chester tribute during a lot we do like a video segment to him it's a bit of a night for it time of the night where we can sort of have a bit of a rest and come out in the crowd and then enjoy it with the crowd, which is pretty unique in a way, you know, like, because, you know, I play shadow after day on the drums and I look out and there's like people crying, like literally there's people like in the crowd, like, like crying, looking up and there's people like singing like that. It's like, so it's amazing to have that sort of impact on people. Do you know what I mean? Like Chester was a big, big influence on everyone, you know? And, and um, it's, 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 it's what, it's why we do it, you know, what I mean, in a way now, you know what I mean? Cause like you get all this emotion in the crowd and, and like, you know, we're touching the subject. Like, you know, we raise awareness for suicide, you know, that's, that's one of our biggest things we do in this band. Like we, we sort of take it upon us. Like I had a family member of mine commit suicide due to mental illness and everyone's had someone in their life touched by that sort of subject, you know, like the whole mental awareness. And so, um, 
that's sort of been a mission statement for us now is like to spread the word, you know, like, like after we do our chest tribute, Ryan does an acoustic set. And then um, after the set, we sort of stop and, you know, we reach out to everyone and say, Hey, look, everyone, you're not alone. And really, really bring it up and, you know, let everyone know to reach out. There is help, you know, you're not alone. And, um, you know, a lot of people appreciate it. Like we get a lot of people hitting us up online as well. Like we always say, man, if you want to talk, talk to us, you know what I mean? And we've actually had people message us. I don't know if we should be like taking it on board and, you know, we sort of direct them to professional help, but still, you know, if there's a couple of people in the audience who are feeling down and whatever, you know, they've reached out to us online and we talk to them, Hey, you know, make them, you know, happier. It's not even about Lincoln Park, just in general, people just feeling down, you know, and then we sort of guide them in the right direction. You know what I mean? There is professional help and I guess all it takes is one spark, you know what I mean? For them to reach out and you can sort of change their thoughts, you know, and get them in a happier place. So, right. so I, I thought I'd bring that up, you know, like that's, that, that's a very, very big thing for us. Again, it's a mission statement for us to raise awareness, you know? Yeah, actually, I mean, Chester's passing really put a focus on the mental health and depression, those those things, right? Because it happened like Chris Cornell and then after a little bit of time, then Chester passed away and they, I mean, it, it's really devastating when I heard that news that both of them passed away, right? It's really... Yeah, yeah, I remember I was at work that day and I was, I was on the radio and I was like, whoa, you know, like it was, it was a shock in a way, you know what I mean? Like you, like you, you know, like it's it, it's how ironic that you know, Chess has sort of become the ambassador for it now. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he he's 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 got that much impact now on people with like even his music. You, you even you even like Chester didn't need a suicide note. You know what I mean? You re- read the lyrics; is yeah. that deep? You know, and it wasn't until after you know when he when he after he commits suicide, it's like then you sort of see it. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Right. I've right. never seen it before, but then now you sort of see in his lyrics like his pain and hurt, you know what I mean, that he was gone for. And, and like, you know, he was he was always, you know, the like reaching out to people and whatever. But see, you know, for it to catch a hold of him, you know, he had the money, he had the millions of dollars, he had, you know, he had everything in life. And for him to take his own life, you could see the demons that 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 these these people are battling, you know. And um yeah, so it was a big shock, you know, and and you can see the impact impact he had on everyone, you know. It's, yeah, I see, you... I see it in our shows, you know. I see honestly, like I see it, well, I see it every single night we play, you know. Like you look out and just like so much emotion, like people coming hugging us after the show, and thanking us. When I was playing in Singapore, like there was a guy crying down at the side of stage. I I went and down to him, and and he like literally hugging me, you know. And I gave him my drumsticks that I played with, and like. It was like that. That's that's how emotional it gets. And like, you know, it's 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 brilliant to be a part of, you know, like it's to be able to, you know, I mean, we're not Lincoln Park and you know, we're not trying to be Lincoln Park, you know. Mm. Um, but you know, we have that impact that people bring happiness, you know. And you know, look, you might see Lincoln Park again. I don't know if they're gonna get another singer eventually. I know I think Mike Shinoda is pretty firm that they're not gonna try get someone to emulate, you know, Chester Bennington, you know, it might be just a whole new sort of direction but um you know so we're, we're holding the flag still you know what i mean like you know we're we're, we're holding the whole lincoln park you know keeping the dream alive yeah come out and watch the, the the songs be played live you know we do it well you know so yeah that's what pushes us you know 
Yeah, and then you guys are actually doing a great job at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, well. Like I said, like our, our our tribute comes from five guys who are massive fans, Linkin Park fans, and like our personalities are, are pretty huge. Like Stevie Rain's personality, like you know, he's tatted from neck down, and we can't do the whole like look and be them. You know, like you know, some tributes will go the whole you know length yeah. and try dress and look. So we decided very early on that we're not going to do the whole dress up and, you know, try be and move like them, you know? So we just want to get up there and play it well and play with a lot of passion. In a way, we actually played a little bit harder. We sometimes beef them up a bit. Mm. I think sometimes when it's live, you need that sort of, you know, that to beef up the songs. Um, so we do it really well. And there's a, definitely a chemistry on stage, um, which really works well. But, um, what I, what I was saying about Stevie Rain being such a character, you know, when we're in Singapore, um, <laughs> like uh, we're at, we're at the, uh, at the at the water park. I can't remember what it's called over there. You know, it's uh, Sentosa, Sentosa, you know. And we're walking around this this water park, um, and Stevie's got his top off, and he's tatted like all over, and he's got like all horror. You know, it's all like Freddy Krueger, um, <laughs> you, you, uh. So all the kids are mortified, you know, like, like all, all those little super, all the mums are grabbing the kids and like, oh, like they're like literally like, like scared of him. Like, you know, he's a gentlest giant. He's a gentle guy. Such, such a fun guy. And we end up getting to the pool area and they're like, um, like literally when we're getting at the pool, everyone, everyone's just like moving. <laughs> it's like, it's like, like, like this, like moving away. And they were doing this like, um, uh, I guess like water aerobics, but sort of fun one, you know, where the DJ puts the music on, like, everyone do this. And that's, so I went and spoke to him. I says, Hey, you know, we're from Australia, you know, Linkin Park tribute, this guy can rap. And then he goes, so we organized to put the um, eight mile song or lose yourself, you know, Eminem. Right. So Steve ends up getting on his mic and he's like running around this pool and everyone's getting into it. All these kids just like, come and start to gravitate all the family started coming and like everyone's like everybody do this he's like running around the pool with his cordless white raffi and it's like it's funny to see the impact he had like you know like like that's what i mean like there's a character there which you can't you can't sort of make it up you know it has to be natural like he's just right. a natural and like so we went from like being feared in this pool to just everyone loving us and then when he finished everyone just come and taking photos with us and sending it to us you see what I mean? Like it's like that, it's that connection you have with people. And they're like, even like we we were um we ended up at some nightclub there and like the band was playing and, and there wasn't there was a big crowd, but no one was so engaging. And um, you know, we ended up like I ended up speaking to the to the band and on my phone I showed, hey, this is us from Australia, you know, we're international, you know, we're touring. And right into the night, they put in the end on. So again, like I got the boys up in the mics, you know, both our singers within within 30 seconds the whole place was just pumping like pumping like, like roaring and then our guys were out in the middle out in the audience running around you know, just piping it up and like when they finished the whole place just erupted you know and like that's that's the kind of thing like you can't you can't make it up you know what i mean like you can't that's something you need to have you need to have that persona and a charisma you know and that's yeah. what our two front men have got you know and especially stevie Rope. Stevie Rain is a one in a million kind of guy. I don't know if you've seen much footage on him. You know, I don't know if what were you sort of research, but 
that guy is is a one in a million. You could never replace that Stevie Rain. Like he, he <laughs> his first song up on chairs and climbing on you know on, on walls. You know it's it's insane, man. Like we we have so much fun. Like it, it's like it, it, like another thing. We're in, we're in the foyer. So get this. So we're we're in um Singapore. We're in the foyer at the at the hotel room. And I think we had just finished our radio interview. So we'd done a radio interview on their national radio station. We ended up doing Indian live with acoustic guitar, you know, just doing promotion. Right. And we get in the taxi and the taxi is like, um, we can hear our interview in the taxi. So, whoa, you know, and then we get back to the hotel room in the foyer. And then this Singaporean guy, I swear, he's probably in his 50s. All right. He runs up and he goes, oh, my God. Oh my God. And we're like, what? You know, he must have thought, oh, he heard us on the radio. He goes, Are you Stevie Rain? Are you Stevie Rain? And like, he goes, I want to take a photo of Stevie Rain. <laughs> he ended up, he didn't, like, he didn't want a photo with us. So we thought it's like, yeah, you know, whole hybrid theories from Australia. And he ended up like pushing us to the side. <laughs> I just wanted a photo with Stevie Rain. And like, he follows Stevie Rain on Instagram because Stevie's got a pretty big following. But it's funny to be like in another country to be pointed out in a hotel lobby and then no we want a photo of stevie rain no one else <laughs> oh it was, it was hilarious but yeah it's like stuff like that you're like you, you can't you can't make this stuff up you know that's that's just how, how the band is like everywhere we go we just we just got this charisma about us and we just play like you know in Singapore, like we're playing at the beer fest and they just kept topping up our beers, the beers, like we, like we're drinking, drinking, drinking. And they said to us, Oh, I said, so how come, you know, you keep, you know, you're bringing all us this beer goes, Oh, we know you Australians love to party and drink. <laughs> <laughs> and to get this, so we're, we're playing our show. Our first night was Friday night on the main stage. Second night was on Saturday night on the, on the, on the side stage. Right. And like, we're talking to all the other bands and like, they're all finishing up and like, packing up and going straight to the hotel and straight to sleep, you know, not us. <laughs> we ended up going out to like four or five in the morning every night. So we were there for like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And we ended up partying. Like we, we got blind drunk. We're literally walking into the foyer, like coming home from clubbing or wherever out and going straight for breakfast. And all the other bands are like fresh, you know, like, you know, go, <laughs> we just we walk in like just wrecked, getting scrambled eggs, just being loud, and like and everyone, everyone on the tour was just like, they just loved us. You know what I mean? Like they just, we just, it's just what us Aussies do. Is we just love to party. We we love to party with other people. We're very welcoming, you know. Mm. And everyone loved us. You know, we we made so many friends on the on that tour. Yeah, sorry to keep taking it back to Singapore, but as you can see, it was it was a very fun time for us. You know, very memories. You know, and and. I absolutely love playing in this band. <laughs> I right. love playing with the boys. It's so much fun. <clears throat> so, Soran, what's your what's your message to uh, people who come to your shows and support you? Um, uh, like I said, like uh, uh, I want everyone to enjoy themselves. You know, like like what you when you what you're coming to see and what you're getting is a a show that's been well put together you know it's 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 two and a half years in the making and it's getting bigger and bigger so what you get with us like i've said previously it's not just five guys on stage you know we our show is huge hugely produced and we just want to create the whole lincoln park experience you know what what does lincoln park give you visuals lighting all this stuff's visuals and lighting in the background 
that's what we give you as well you know we we it isn't just about us on stage playing it's the whole so 50 percent production 50 percent us playing so that's that's basically our mission statement is to bring you a high production show which you wouldn't usually see you know and and i guess spread the word of whole whole, the whole suicide awareness that's that's another you know come and have fun and enjoy yourself express your emotions you know with the chester thing you know that's that's what we're here for you know we're we're here to create happiness joy if you want to cry do it's up to you but just come to the show enjoy yourself you know that that, that's all it's all about come and see us after to the show we're approachable we'll come and out have jaeger bombs at the bar whatever <laughs> whatever goes <clears throat> anybody you want to shout out to oh there's a few like there's electric state boys from perth that's another original band there's ashes of autumn which is jeremy's band so we're all good friends but we 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 followed the original scene very well over here um have i missed anyone hang on so you got the Roses for Ghost Boys as well. Big shout out to you. Thanks for supporting us last night. Um, but yeah, Electric State Boys, one of my favorite Perth bands. You should you should check them out if you get a chance. Um, so yeah, I rep those boys really well. I love watching those boys play. And um, yeah, so big shout out to Electric State Boys. Hope I haven't missed anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so Soran, the Thanks for joining this podcast. I really enjoy uh, talking to you. <laughs> Finally, we were able to do this. Uh, so keep, uh, you know, uh, I really enjoy watching those video clips. So finally, mm-hmm. I, I I hope that someday we will be able to see you guys live. Yeah. Uh, so tell everyone how they can follow you on social media. Our, our main social media is like the Hybrid Theories page on Facebook. Make sure you put the Z on it because there is... There's a few other tributes that are called hybrid theories. Probably, there's probably about five, six or seven of them around the world. Hence us putting the Z on the end. Um, so yeah, so hybrid theories, Facebook, a little bit Instagram. We're working on it. We're working on the social media. We're going to probably start a webpage soon and that. But I'll take this opportunity to congratulate you on a brilliant podcast, Channa. Like, you know, you're doing a really good job, mate. Like, you know, like um, I congratulate you on brilliant podcast hopefully one day we'll have a beer together um as i said i'm going to try bring the show over to philippines so i'm sure i'll be in touch with you along the line somewhere there yeah maybe <laughs> organize our support act for us <laughs> thanks but, um, yeah, so, mate. yeah have a great evening <laughs> you too you too my friend so greetings from australia to everyone out there in the channel land channel 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 you're doing a great job mate see ya thank you